This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Stop Viking Star. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Great cash, homie. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Daily Vikings Entertainment. This is Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Uh, We love these little Saturday checkdown episodes where we just kind of, you know, you got stuff to do on the weekends here. It's the offseason, but we figure we'd check in for 15 minutes or so on the weekend, say hello, and bring something that we find interesting to the table. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. And that is Declan Goff, our executive producer and chief clickbait officer at Score North here. And uh, all of this is presented by our friends over at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system. Football. Ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by NextVision and booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. So it's rare that we do this on Saturday here, but I do have actually one sort of spillover feedback Friday question that was at the, it's more of a comment, I guess, or a rant. It was at the bottom of the feedback bag here, and I just forgot to grab it on Friday. So we'll start the Saturday episode off with this from Bob Geller. Bob says, I love the show. I'm looking forward to the draft. Thank you, Bob. Nice. Definitely hope to make it to your draft party at uh, Park Tavern. That's right, the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern, April 7th, 6 o'clock, uh, 27th, April 27th, 6 o'clock. I do have one serious request, however. It has to do with your use of the sound effects. When you put the I want to mock sound effect on, it's the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life. What? And I do know that I am not alone. Whoa. Is it supposed to be funny? I love to close my eyes and chill out listening to the three of you guys. And when I want a mock comes on, it's jarring and very disturbing. I'm just not so sure what you're trying to accomplish with it. You take the most intelligent and thoughtful sports podcast I know and dumb it down to the level of an over-sexed 13-year-old teenager is it really what you're try is that really what you're trying to do? Yes, actually that's we do have discussions. How can we make the show sound like an oversexed teenager, apparently? Wow. Um please treat your show and your viewers with some level of respect and lose that sounder. It makes you look completely unprofessional. Other than that, keep up the great work, Bob. I, I love the last line. <laughs> Other than that, keep up the great work. Well, bad news for Bob. There's a really interesting mock draft from The Athletic that just came out, and we I have to get to it, right? <laughs> we have to get to it. Um, let us know if you have any other complaints about the show. Just drop us a line in the YouTube comment sections, and we can address your complaints on Feedback Friday next week. And never assume that we're actually mature. No, we're not. We're just a bunch of idiots who no. somehow have microphones and a fairly decent-sized platform. All right, gentlemen, this is from The Athletic here. 
We've done uh, about 35 or 36 mock drafts on this show, rounding everything up. And lately, it's been a lot of receivers and quarterbacks to the Vikings in the first round now that they signed Byron Murphy to play cornerback. So this one's from The Athletic. And it's NFL Mock Draft 2023 from Bruce Feldman. What sources say about the quarterbacks and more. After spending the last two months talking to college football coaches and NFL sources, I put together my third annual first-round NFL mock draft based on these evaluations from the sources and the needs of each team. So there's a lot of good information in here. Yeah. We'll just kind of speed through. So he's got C.J. Stroud going number one. He's got uh, Bryce Young going to the Texans, number two. And then you got... Will Anderson to the Cardinals, Anthony Richards into the Colts, so three quarterbacks in the top four picks. Uh, Jalen Carter to the Seahawks, trying to find where he has Will Levis. Is it around 20? 20-something? Okay, Bijan Robinson to the Eagles. Yep, I think it's 20. First receiver off the board to the Titans, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. Okay, I'm looking for other receivers here. Only one so far in the first 15. Bunch of cornerbacks in the teens. Yeah. Uh, Zay Flowers to the Buccaneers at 19. And then Will Levis in a trade. The Titans move up to get Will Levis in a trade with the Seahawks. And that brings us to the Minnesota Vikings with a 23rd overall pick. And according to Bruce Feldman, and we'll give you the write-up here too, they select Hendon Hooker, quarterback from the Tennessee Volunteers. I want a mile. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to hit that button. Sorry. So here's the right. This is the, this, this is the second prominent sourced mocker. Because Daniel Jeremiah was the other one. And people are like, what? What is he, what is he doing? Right. Daniel what, Jeremiah is super plugged in. He's a former NFL scout. Yes. He's plugged into both like the media side and the scouting side. And when, when Daniel Jeremiah comes out and says, I think the Vikings are taking Hendon Hooker with the 23rd pick. And then when Bruce Feldman comes in, one of the most, I would say, respected college football insiders in America, right, with college and NFL sources. And he has, this isn't just like, all due respect, draftblaster.com or walterfootball.com, right? These are plugged-in people here. Whoa, unnecessary. The Thinking Man's Guide to the Draft, Draft Blaster. I just paid Walter Football. Eight bucks a month for yeah, premium man, Walter bucks, football yeah, content. That's absolutely mm-hmm. the greatest thing I ever did. <laughs> so here's what Bruce Feldman says. Minnesota needs help in the secondary, but this is such a deep draft at corner, and the Vikings could have a hard time passing up the player who eventually takes over for Cousins. Hooker is coming off an ACL injury that shortened his fantastic senior season, threw for almost 3,000 yards, 27-2 to touchdown interception ratio, uh, also ran for 430 and five touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. The Vikings don't need to play him right now, so he can keep healing and have time to develop in Kevin O'Connell's system. I'm told that Hooker shined in NFL Combine interviews with coaches, displaying a lot of maturity and an excellent grasp of not only the Vols offense, but also his former offense at Virginia Tech, where he started his career. I wouldn't be shocked if Hooker gets picked higher than Levis, as some NFL coaches I talked to liked his game more than the Kentucky quarterbacks. Wow. And then he starts quoting... Are these like unnamed coaches? It's it's like and a scouts. coaching. Okay. Yeah, it's like coaches. I think it's uh, coaches and scouts. I'm going to read some of this. We, we don't ordinarily like spend half the show reading things to you, but this is, I don't know. This is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You guys, if, for a little story time here. Mm-hmm. So these are, this is what anonymous people inside 
football circles are saying. Hooker has a much better uh, Hooker was much better live and on tape than I thought he was going to be. At first it was like, uh this guy's all right, but then you keep watching and it's like, "Oh my god, this guy has grown leaps and bounds in a year. He's got a cannon." When you look at Tennessee's system, it's clear that it's a it's a half-field read, which is what Thor has been saying. Yes. Uh where a lot of the times half the receivers aren't even running routes. I think he'll have a learning curve to make the leap, but that's the thing, like Everything Thor is saying is correct. This guy, it's like a half read system. Everything's wide open. It's super easy. The question the Vikings have to answer is: Does he have the capacity well, and ability after a keep, year sitting behind Kirk Cousins to do all the other things needed in the NFL? Right. Keep going too. It, it, it's explained. I think he's super underrated. He played in two significantly different offenses. Yeah. I was super impressed with him in our game and on tape. I know in the offense he's throwing into space and reading the leverage of the defender where. Uh, they spread you out so much more horizontally in one-on-one situations, so he probably only saw quarters coverage in man. He's not really reading. Are they rolling strong, rolling weak? So it's very easy to read. But he would sit in the pocket and hang tough. He can make all the throws, can throw with touch. He might not run straight line as fast as Levis, but I think he's able to escape and create uh, create better than Levis. He has much better pocket presence. And one more nugget here. Big Hendon fan. He was the smartest of the three quarterbacks we saw, Richardson, Levis, and Hooker. I like his decision-making. He has a really quick release. The system really fit him. I thought he was a Donovan McNabb-type guy. Obviously, the injury uh, is a thing. I think he's really underrated. I think his arm might be better than Levis's. So, anyways, what do you make of this? So, here's my question. Stella, quit barking. I know you don't like him. Not my fault. Um, the so male, mailman? Or... No, no, she's not a Hooker fan. She wants something. <laughs> It's a mess. In our, she's, she's been grinding film a lot lately. Um, so here's here's my question. Is this legit steam is, or is this subterfuge? And my other part of the question is, I feel like we had the same type of conversations and mock draft speculation a year ago at this time about Malik Willis, didn't we? Like very much the same, you know, oh, my God, he's going to go first round. Oh, my God, he might go in the top, you know, before 15. And then he just free fell. So I can't decide if this is real. And because it certainly seems like there's something here. And, and it's, you know, seems to be uh, directly tied to the Vikings. But, you know, again, the cautionary tale is we've sort of gone down this path before. Levis is falling. Hooker is rising. And then we get to draft night and, and the party where we're all sipping on before I die. Yeah. And Levis goes seventh to the Raiders. And Hooker falls to the third round. I can't decide on this one. Yeah, what do you? All right, what do you? Does this? Does this stuff get you? The fact that Daniel Jeremiah Dex and Bruce Feldman with sources are saying Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker is the guy to watch here. What does that do for you? I I don't really understand it. Um, especially with him coming off ACL tear, an ACL tear. He's twenty five years old. It's a very predictable offense that kind of propped him up in college. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. If Levis is there and they take Hooker, I'd be even more confused. Now, Levis's stock is kind of going all over the dang place, but if Levis and Hooker are there and they end up going with Hen and Hooker, I think that would be a mistake. That's where I'm kind of at here. I think there's other, there may be other areas that they should take. If Levis, who they have been linked to before too, if he's available, take Will Levis. But Hen and Hooker, I think it's too much of a project. There's two other bigger, there's too much holes in this roster to, to identify. Do not take Hen and Hooker in the first round. I'm kind of out on this idea. I like it's hard to have a for me to have a super strong opinion on this because it's like we don't have all the information unless you can sit in a room with someone with you know scouting acumen. 
it's really hard. So it's so interesting when smart, credible people start developing this opinion of a guy. It's like, okay, well, are they always right? No. But it, when Daniel Jeremiah comes out and Bruce Feldman come out and say, first round talent right here, watch out for the Vikings. It's got my antenna up. On the other side, I hear what Thor is saying, which is he's a he's a massive project. His age is a thing, right? Because you're not getting a 22 year old, you're getting a 20. And then when he gets on his next contract, now he's in his 30s, which whatever, like quarterbacks can play for 15 years. I would say the two biggest red flags to me, number one, and Thor has brought this one up a number of times, when moved off of his spot in the pocket. He only attempted like nine passes or something last year. So when he gets moved, you know, when, when it turns into like, oh, it's time to improvise, does he still look to make plays down the field or is he just going to bail and run? Because I want a quarterback that's going to slide, move, stay behind the line of scrimmage, make a 20-yard play down the field. And the other thing is, last year at Tennessee, he barely faced pressure. He only faced pressure on 23% of his snaps. And uh, he was not that good. PFF had him at 51% completions under pressure. Uh, his yards per attempt dropped by three yards per attempt compared to when he was clean. And his PFF grade went from 92 when kept clean to 57 when under pressure. So, you know, there's a lot of college quarterbacks that struggle under pressure. And then they, they get taught how to figure it out in the NFL. But that's the beauty of this. All these red flags, you could say, great. He would have a full year to work on them. Right, And then he would be the quarterback in 2024, and if you draft him in the first round, he'd still have four years of team control after Kirk Cousins is gone. Which is why if you believe that he is going to be a productive professional quarterback, you would take him first round to get that. So, yes, it's a higher draft pick, but it's also the only way that you avoid um, uh, the Jalen Hurts problem, which is, okay, now he's a four-year quarterback for you. The other thing, so where the scouting report throws a curveball at what Thor is saying, though, is the fact that that scouting report is saying, hold on a second here. You're all, all saying that he didn't prove a thing uh, because of the half read in the Vols offense. Well, but at Virginia Tech, he did, which, again, I don't know. I didn't watch him there. But, but like, there's this is very interesting. Like, I'm not dismissing this at all. Yeah, uh, It might not be the Vikings. But this is a very interesting, interesting thing. And that fifth-year option is really the key here. You, there's a reason why the Vikings in, in uh, 14 went up and got Teddy trading with Seattle for the 32nd and final pick. Uh, something worth mentioning, too, I just took a look back at this mock. So in this scenario for Bruce Feldman in this mock draft, the Vikings would be taking Hooker at 23 with Quentin Johnston still on the board, the receiver from TCU, falling to the, to the Texans at 25. So would you would you take Hooker over a couple really interesting weapons that might be there? Like if Zay Flowers is still there, do you still take Hooker? But you can make the case, like you're saying, if if you've got Hooker as like a second or even third round grade, but you like him enough to draft him there as a successor to Kirk at some point, not just a clipboard holder, then maybe it does make sense to draft him at 23 so you get the fifth year of team control. No? And how much do you get upset or bail on th- this pick? Like, let's just say for the sake of this uh, conversation, that it is Hooker. How much do you get upset or bail on Kevin O'Connell's first shot at a quarterback when he was hired to identify this? No. Like, if this was the Spielman Zim thing, I'd, I'd be with Dex completely. You screwed up again. You no. know, you got over your skis. Um, but this guy was hired in large part to do this. Yep. Like, this is his calling here. 
Yeah, it's true. You, I, I would tend to have more faith that, oh, Kevin O'Connell thinks it's okay. It's like when the Vikings drafted Anthony Barr. Oh, Mike Zimmer thinks this is okay. So, all right. Right. Yeah, and it was, right. and it was for a few years, especially right. the first or second year. Yeah. So, all right. There's your Saturday checkdown episode here of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. No more. I want to mock. No more. Never play it again. I want to mock. So, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. We should, we'll give a warning yeah, you, next time. You, Immature, thirteen-year-old, oversexed kids who do these podcasts. <laughs> oversexed, amazing. All right, we'll see you guys. Uh, well, Declan will see you tomorrow for uh, off-season vent line, and then Judd and I will see you on Monday here. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.